Hey, hey, everyone. It's me, John. And me, Louise. And you're listening to I Have a Great Idea, But I'll Never Do It, the only podcast, to my knowledge, about great ideas that you'll never do. I didn't do any research, so it is also to my knowledge. There are podcasts that are about great ideas, but more in the way of like, what to do if you have a great idea. And you want to actually act on it, unlike us, no. which, you know, we're just like, let someone else do that. Pass. Yes, yeah. pass on that. But hey, put it out into the universe. Uh, you know, anybody who listens to this show regularly knows that Louise and I are pretty busy people. We don't have time to go file things at the patent office. That explains why we've been a little uh, slow on updating new podcast episodes because we're very busy people very busy uh so important and busy hey well you are important you're you're saving a life daily (laughs) i am uh responsible for a child yes so i don't know if i'm saving her unless you consider like every moment that she's alive she's at risk of not being alive. That's, and I'm how, the... that's how I'm meaning it. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, you're out there in in New York where people are crazy yes. everywhere. Yep. And if TV tells me anything, it's that like it's a miracle that you're alive. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I walk through the city <laughs> and I'm like, wow, we're all here. Yeah. Everybody that you're walking around with, they haven't been murdered yet. Mm-hmm. It's true. They have, well, yet. Yeah, well, I said yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything can happen. And does. But that's, but you're, you're around because you have a lot going on and you are ensuring that you stay around. That's right. That's how every, that's how the world works. Anyway, hey, Louise, how's it going? It's going. Whoa. Did you go do a little hot on there on the mic? I got a little bit uh a little got a little excited on the mic. Hot mic, hot mic, hot mic. Hot mic, hot mic, hot mic coming through. <laughs> I'm good. How how are you doing? Pretty good. Um as we've been discussing already, it's it's difficult to do things, but I I have a feeling that it's going to get a little bit easier now that my seven, well, soon to be eight week old daughter is about to start in daycare. Huh? You look, you look confused. Why are you confused? There's daycare for that tiny? Starts at six weeks. Whoa. Yeah. So she's been doing orientation and she's going in tomorrow for like half a day. So during the that time it's like we can actually get things done whereas the way that it has been it's like 24 7 responsible for making sure this kid is a-okay yeah yeah so uh, it'll be somebody else's responsibility for a good portion of the day so uh even though she may still be around it'll be an easier ask of my fantastic wife, Laura, to be like, hey, I need to take an hour to record I Have a Great Idea But I'll Never Do It or Louisa to Beaver, the soon-to-be award-winning podcast about, well, I don't know, I mean, maybe. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> wait, I, for, for those listening, I just got shocked with surprise and <laughs> elated and then dropped. It, I mean, anything can happen. Um, it's a great show. Louise to Beaver. Yeah. Not, I'm not talking about Leave It to Beaver. I'm talking about our podcast about Leave It to Beaver. But it, you never know. You never do. Okay, great. Okay. Optimism. I like it. That's a great idea. 
Right. So it'll be easier to be able to ask my wife to, you know, be on baby duty while you and I do this. And um, because she won't be as exhausted from having watched the baby for the rest of the day. 24 other hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but I... Uh, so yeah, that's why we haven't had a new podcast in a, in a hot minute, but that just means more the time for the ideas will to brew. Understand. Ooh, you got some good ones brewing? Ugh, you know it. And they're not all baby ones, which is kind of amazing. What? I yeah. am excited. You want me to hit you with one? Do it up. Hit me with one. Okay. Uh, in the late 90s, well, no, this was probably early to mid 2000s. Uh, if you remember on like MTV, there was a slew of like dating shows that were beyond ridiculous. Uh, there was Next. Do you ever watch Next? Don't recall that one. Okay. The premise of Next is that there is, uh, for the sake of explanation, let's just say it is a, uh, a single female who is interested in uh, finding a male counterpart, and she goes on a sequence of dates with guys who are all hanging out in a bus together. And they're kind of like the trashiest people on the planet, just hanging out in a bus, um, making really dumb jokes. And then like one comes out and is like, my name is Dave, and I like to party. And then, like a little oh freeze God, frame, wait. and then something comes up. I do remember this. Yeah, and then I basically just didn't remember she. The title. Yeah, so then like she goes on a date with Dave, who likes to party, and then she can say next at any moment, and then he leaves, and then the next one comes out, or she gives him the option of like we could go out on a second date, or. You can have a dollar for every minute that we spent together. And it's like, you know, $25. Um, So, yeah, there were ones like that. A personal favorite of mine was Date My Mom. Do you remember Date My Mom? Oh, my God. No. Okay. Premise. There is a single individual just to keep on going with that same one. Well, you it's like, let's say there's a female. And she wants to meet, for this example, let's just say, a lovely lady. And she goes on dates with the eligible suitors. I think there was like two or three of them. They're moms. And based on the, you know, date that she has with the people's moms, she chooses which person it's going to be. And she doesn't even know what they look like. Until, like, they get into the room where she announces her decision. Okay, so yeah. first off, this yeah. is the worst idea in the entire world. And then I think about it and I'm like, oh, but it could also be very telling. Because I, I think about it. I think about the, the similarities that my mom and I have. Mm-hmm. And then I think about our huge differences. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's not that she, that your mom would be going on a date with somebody to impress them for herself. No, she's I know. There, to impress yeah, to them like, for you, yeah. Right, so it's like she, you have to trust that she is going to, you know, talk about the the parts of you that you would, that that person would perhaps right. find interesting or compelling. And the thing is is I just was walking the dog and he ran into his best buddy on the street who he hasn't seen since like July. Wow. I know. And we were like, Scooter! But... um, (laughs) We? (laughs) Yeah, both Roland and I went crazy um, for this other Boston. See, everybody in New York is crazy. Even me, Uh big time. Big time, But you're all alive, currently Um, have not yet been murdered. So anywho, we were talking about um, you know what? I lost it. Wait, moms. Oh, how Dating I went home moms. to Iowa this mm-hmm. year and was like, uh, just, you know, there for seven days with my family and my significant other was like, mm-hmm. your family, you are so, so close with your family. And I'm like, I see them like once every two years and I feel like I 
I feel like I'm not close with them. But uh-huh. then after being there and having those seven days, I was like, no, we are the tightest of tight. <laughs> Whereas like my significant other sees his family multiple times a year, like probably like normal people. But in my head, since mm-hmm. I never see my family, I'm the normal one. But, you know, like normal ones. And I think, oh, he's so tight with his family. And then I like watch him interact with them. And I'm like, y'all might not be as tight as I think you think you are. (laughs) So that would be like a really weird date your mom scenario because, ah, I don't know. My mom would not represent me well. (laughs) Yeah, well, here's the thing is that date my mom didn't last long enough for us ever to get a date my mom, where are they now? To find out like if any of these things actually lasted. It Um, really wouldn't last because we definitely should have had one of those. (laughs) So here's my idea. A dating show in the same vein, but combined with one thing that a lot of people seem to be really into. I'm going to say it and then you look very surprised and like you know what I'm about to say. Date my house. Oh. Oh. No, what were you thinking? Date my dog. Oh, date my dog is a great one. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Date, date my, my house. house. Date my house. Is where Set it up. Yeah, you're you are a single person and you go on tours of three different people's homes and you see the way that they decorate things, the books on their bookshelves, you know, just like what their, what style their furniture is and you make a judgment based on that of like I could see myself with this person we have so much in common about the way that we see the world and the way that we decorate our homes or that I would ideally be decorating my home like this style speaks to me maybe you're really into wicker and they just have like it's the golden girls house or I something <laughs> it's just like see, everywhere i can even see you know how on those old mtv shows too they would like cut to and then you'd get a weird little sound bite <laughs> yep so i can totally see broey mcbrower being like my nest the best <laughs> Yeah, and then like there's another broy person that's going on a tour of someone's house and there's like I don't know, uh, a painting of like a cow on the wall and it just cuts to them and it's like, "Uh, what?" And it's just like that's that's all that they have to say about it. It's just like, "Uh, huh? What? Huh?" <laughs> Moving on to the next house. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's like right now, I I don't know if they're as popular as they once were, but shows on like HGTV or the DIY network, or maybe it's even a web series on like apartmenttherapy.com or something like that, or House, right? Yeah. I I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I want to see it. And here's the thing. I hate reality TV. But when I go home to Iowa, which is (laughs) by the by, you guys. Every other year, um, <laughs> HGTV is just on. It's just on it's in the on. background, and you get sucked in. Well, since I get sucked in. We since we're <laughs> in new baby mode. My wife has been. She she had on that show, love it or list it, like on and on and on and on while she's been like pumping or feeding. Yeah, and it's just like it's like white noise. And it's yeah. just very colorful, and you get to see different weird people. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris and I were just looking at, uh, like, a magazine that we got, and not like a, you know, GQ or something. Like a, like a uh, I don't know, Anthropology or CB2 mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, one of those. And we were looking at it, and we were like, whoa, you would look at this right now and be like, oh, that's so cool. 50 years from now, we're going to be like, can you believe somebody did that? Right. (laughs) So it's just cool to like think of dating somebody's house before you ask them out. That's cool. Yeah. You go on a date with them based on how their house appears to you. What was always weird to me about those dating shows, and this is completely uh, an aside from our great ideas, where it's like, 
how do we know that these people actually want to date this person? I guess that's why on Next, they were like, they're given the option. It's just like, I'd rather walk out of here with $25 than, you know, Spend another minute with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but a lot of the other ones, like The Bachelor, it's like, why do all these people want to, like, in a lot of cases, like, marry (laughs) you know this this one person here's what i'll say that's a ripoff and i think i would like the show a lot better if they did it my way but who what do i know is that they have x amount of episodes that they've paid they have advertisers Mm -hmm. pay for and so they can only knock one person off at a time and and also there's like a competition aspect and you want to win but Mm -hmm. i would love to see somebody get all dressed up and whatever and go on the show and have their hair and makeup and do their confessional and then meet the person and be like, oh, no, you know, I don't want to be here. Yeah. I don't want to be here at all. You're not. This isn't going to work. Bye. Right. Yeah. Because that would be good TV for me. Yeah. It would throw a whole wrinkle into everything. Or I it's lose, just like, but I win. <laughs> right. Because I yeah, the don't dignity have games. to be with you. Yeah. The Dignity Games. What another brilliant TV show. Hmm. It's a competition Ooh. where you save yourself from douchebaggery. Well, I think that this is also one where, and I think there's been ones like this before, and there might have already been this exact show. I don't know. But maybe it's Bachelor style where it's, let's say, 13 contestants where the object is, you know, becoming, partnering up with with one other person, and the one other person is so vile, but there's a lot of money at stake, and it's like, kind of like, do you have the dignity to, like, you leave voluntarily. Right. But it's like, if you are the last to stay, then you get, like, a big chunk of money, and... As a result, you have to live the rest of your life with this other human. But I feel like this show. Everybody hurts else, me. it's like a, a race for to see who would leave first, who has the most dignity. And that's like the secret prize. You get the equal amount of money if Ooh. you if you left. Yeah, but you don't find out until the very end. Maybe, but don't they all know <laughs> anyway? I don't know. This is like a dignity weekend. island. I also have an idea now that we're we're dovetailing off this. Okay. So Chris and I were leaving New York City uh-huh. out the Lincoln Tunnel. And you know how when you're traffic jam style in it trying to go into the the tunnel, mm-hmm. you're by the same like two or three cars in different lanes and you're like speeding ahead and then catching up and then speeding ahead and then catching up. This guy drops a crumpled up tissue out the window or a, or a crumpled up paper or something white and crumpled. And I had a full-blown conniption in the, in the passenger seat and I was just like, blah, 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 and respecting Mother Nature and who does he think he is? And I was just like, could not let it go. And the next time we met up with this person, because you're driving less than five mm-hmm. miles an hour, I was like, I'm rolling down my window. I'm going to say something. Chris is like, no, don't do that. And then I'm like, I am going to do a fire drill type situation where I jump out of the car and I pick it up and I throw it back in his window because his hand, his arm is resting on the window. The window's down. Of course down. it is. And I'm like, and Chris is like, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, but what if I like add in like, hey, I think you dropped this. Like, some sort of nice cheery thing and he's like no that doesn't take away the fact that then you're being a jerk and I was like how am I the jerk but if there was a TV show kind of like what would you do where you're taking Mm -hmm. like regular people and seeing how they would react in that situation but you you sort of follow them with a camera and yeah I think that there was like something along those lines I couldn't tell you what it was for the life of me but it's like they stage these scenarios in which like people are doing really ludicrous things. And yeah, it's like, what would you do? Well, this it, is that what that was? Yeah, it's a show where like they would have have a bunch of planted actors. Okay, and, like the person, for instance, you'd be at a bar and the, there's two good looking dudes and they're trying to pick up a girl who's there like studying mm. question mark. Oh. 
Yeah. And, and then she's like, can you just watch my books while I go to the bathroom? And then they roofie her drink, but mm-hmm. she's in on it, but she leaves right. to go to the bathroom. And then they, they watch to see what all the other bar patrons, yeah, if they're going to tell her, like, those guys just put something in your drink. Or, right? Yeah, okay. I never actually watched the show. I just, like, knew of its existence and didn't know the name. But I want to I rewind for a second. Okay. Chris's biggest argument against you going up to this person's window goes back to what we were talking about, how you haven't been murdered yet. Right. Because people who litter and then just like stick their arm out the window and aren't discreet about things, they're the people that have guns in their cars. Yep. So. So you guys. That's, that's where you begin and end the argument. Any I Hoggy Bindi could be my last. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I can't help myself or sometimes you can let me just go one step further (laughs) in any town usa Uh uh-huh we'll say davenport iowa because i was just there Mm -hmm. um not a whole lot of trash receptacles new york Mm. city trash receptacle on every single corner so for somebody to drop their snickers bar wrapper and me run up and be like, you dropped this. You couldn't take it another five feet in your grubby little sweaty hand to drop it in the trash can? Mm-hmm. It is right there for you. And and yeah, I'm going to get stabbed or shot. But one less piece yeah. of right. candy wrapper on the ground. Okay. All right. Moving. Moving on. <laughs> So I had an idea that is not a first world problem, but a one percent problem. Oh. Uh uh oh uh, oh. Um I was thinking lately in New York I've been seeing a lot of Falcon doors on cars. Oh, okay. And that doesn't so much work. When you are trying to get out after you've parallel parked and then a school bus comes up beside Mm. you and then there's a tree on the driver's side where you've parked and so you're sort of sandwiched in but legit unless your doors open falcon have room you can't get out. So what if there was foldable rooftop Hmm. Barn doors or sliding doors. You know how sliding doors on minivans go like next to the car? Right, yeah. What if they were Falcon-esque, but they just shot straight up Hmm. so that you weren't taking any more space? Or, for instance, on a Falcon door, I saw somebody not able to get out of their car because a person had stepped out to hail a cab. Oh. But it was... It, it was like that person couldn't get out because the sensor said no. Huh. Well, I guess it would be the same kind of issue if you had, I don't know, penguin doors? What's a penguin? Just like, oh. Oh, I don't know. Just standard doors that go out to the side. Yeah, yeah. Penguin doors. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> well, I never heard falcon doors before, but penguin doors. Yeah. So, because th- that takes up a lot of horizontal space. And it's it like if does, you pull up against a tree, you're kind of screwed. Right. But that's you. You do that on these mm-hmm. doors. There are sensors and they say, no, I will not open. Like, oh, okay. you, you can't push it up. It just won't well, open. I think that there's also something to be said about those minivan style doors in general. Like, yeah, why aren't they door. on other types of cars? We call them barn doors in, in Iowa because the door is, like, hiding. Well, of course in Iowa you call everything barn everything. <laughs> we, so, yeah. but, like, why aren't those used on other types of cars? Right. It's a great idea. Would it be because on a sedan you would have to front seat, back seat, layer up? So, yeah, what if the front seat ones go forward, forward. and the back seat ones go back? Ugh, you have great ideas. Yeah, but I'm never going to do them. Well, 
We're here to have them. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Auto industry, listen up. You're trying to survive. We're telling you how to do it. Yeah. Okay. I wish that, like, I mean, the let's see, the bottom of the car, you're, it's useless. There's nothing really you can do there. Um, hmm. Yeah, there's not really a good way to get out the trunk or the back hatch. Yeah. And I was thinking before I came up with the foldable rooftop ones, mm-hmm. um, just have them um, slide up breadbasket style. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh-huh. A roll top desk. Yeah. Roll top desk. Uh, but then I was like, ah, oh, man. But then how do you have a sunroof? Well, you could still have the sunroof. It would just be obscured when the doors are up. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so they'd be on like just little tracks. Yeah, that go up. Okay, I was thinking, or maybe they go underneath it. Hmm. It's kind of like a pocket door situation. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's different somehow. I mean, whoo! Because those Falcon doors, lots of people got new toys this summer, and that's getting rough. It's only the second day of school. Yeah, those school buses. Yeah, that, I, mean, I guess like I was hanging out by a school, so I like got to yeah. see all these people in their weird cars, and I was like, none of you can get in and out of your cars because the school bus there, is double wait, parked, and then okay. somebody's trying to walk by. Are there that many Falcon Door cars by this school that you're talking about? Yes. <laughs> and that is in why I New had New York this City. Idea. Yes. Wow. That's why I said it wasn't a first world problem; it was a one percent problem. Yeah. Wow, it really defines, like, it redefines first world. Yes. It's like the absolute first world. I I have an acquaintance, or, or a number of acquaintances, who uh, are part of that 1% and are also very vocal on Facebook and unaware of how insane their, uh, their one percentage is really is i don't know if they're just oblivious to the fact that the the other 99 percent to all the to all them this this stuff is unfathomable but it's like you gotta have some perspective if you're gonna be up there up there at the top right i don't Uh, know but i wonder if i um do they have guns okay i have a a similar idea. Okay, we're talking no. about... It's, it has nothing to do with cars. Oh. It has nothing to do with cars. Doors? But, well, yeah. Okay. Picture, if you will... <laughs> and the look on your face is wonderful. Picture, if you will... Uh, let's, take, let's take the car. We were talking about how, like, the bottom of the car, you can't get out there. But there are other items where... Removing the... Okay, I'm, I'm not going to be poetic about this. I have an issue with a lot of hampers. You put all your dirty clothes in there. Some of them are, like, wet. I know that a lot of mine now have, like, baby spit up on them and who knows what else. Yep. And then when I have to go do laundry, I have to dig them out of a hamper. Or there, if it's a hamper that has, like, a like a canvas drawstring bag attached to it. I have to like take that out, dump it over and kind of like turn it inside out. It's very inconvenient. So what I was thinking is uh, a hamper that is elevated off of the ground a little bit that you put a laundry basket under. And then when it's time to go do the laundry, you like, you lift some, like you maybe lift a lever or do something and it like, releases the bottom like so when that you everything go get something bulk at whole foods like yes nuts yes. or something and you pull it out <laughs> and it comes out the bottom exactly exactly right yes you just put the laundry basket underneath you release the thing everything dumps out and you are golden yeah i think it's a great idea it is like, it's a hatch it's a hatch escape for yeah, your laundry it, yeah Absolutely, it's the, the trap door. And trap door. The thing about this that I like 
is that it is universal. A lot of people have to deal with, like everybody except the 1% has to deal with their own laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So it, it just makes things a little bit easier. It's not like it's a complicated mechanism or anything. It just releases the bottom and then you're good to go. I like it. We need a catchy name. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. But yeah, isn't it pretty similar to the car scenario? Yeah. Wait. Who would have thought? Well, it's it's a different way to access and deliver things that are otherwise difficult to, yeah. I got you. Now I'm putting it together. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, but whatever. No, it it's fun. Good. It's fun to find those little threads. Yeah, right? I like connecting dots. I think it's the name of the game. It's the name of the game. Connect the dots. That well, that <laughs> the one time, literally, could be used correctly. I wonder who came up with the idea of like those connect the dots games. Some genius who works at Highlights, for sure. (laughs) But that's like such a, it's, for some reason, it's really fun. Yeah, it's very satisfying. It's very satisfying. It's, you know what's not satisfying is totally messing up. Oh. And then it's like, oh, no. (laughs) I've ruined it. Oh, no. It'll never be a duck. Ugh. It's abstraction. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that we need to, to recognize the people, the little people who had those great ideas that like you never think about. Yeah, now I kind of want to go do some research. I don't know if I will, but you won't. I kind of want to. I won't. You won't. <laughs> but I thought about it. So, Louise, what else is new in your life? Oh, uh... I don't know if anything's new, but I am finding new love for the Mm -hmm. old things. Yeah? Yes. Um, Cold oats. Cold oats? Yeah. They're all the rage right now, but I had done... Wait, are they really? Cold oats? They're all the rage? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I went home Has to Iowa. Has New York gone mad? We were already mad. We're all mad here. <laughs> um, no, I went home to Iowa and my mom was like, I have this great, amazing thing. You're never going to believe it. And I was like, cold oats? <laughs> so really? She, yeah. Maybe it just like hasn't hit the West Coast yet. Yes, it has. It's so old. It's it's a breakfast thing. You oh, yeah, put- I get it. But the fact that it's all the rage. Yeah. See, I think that the, the popularity hasn't hit the West Coast. I haven't seen it on anybody's Instagram feeds. We'll just put it that way. Okay. Okay. Somebody needs to come up with a restaurant for it because it's just a lot of people doing it in their homes. Really? What about like cold brew? The way that everybody colds cold brews in their in their refrigerators and mm-hmm. that's like a huge rage right now too. I feel like that that was a huge rage. Right, that's what I said. It's not new things. It's like things that I knew. So just rediscovering. Yeah. yeah. Or I've been uh riding my city bike, my commuter mm-hmm. bike, my city bike, um, quite frequently when I can. And now mm-hmm. that it's um, everybody who was away in the Hamptons for the summer is now back and the mm-hmm. weather's still nice, I'm like, oh, cannot find a city bike. Um, but I, I see that I'm going to have another opportunity later when it gets a little chillier and now those people go and take the subway again. However, right. um, what, how did you do that? This is, I just looked at my next idea on my list. And it has to do. Oh, my God. Okay. What? A com- okay, so commuter bikes. What were we talking about? And, like, maybe I subconsciously brought myself here. Talking but- about old things that have been rediscovered 
Yeah. But, okay, invisible <laughs> helmets. Um, I was thinking that there's got to be, um, like, different, either unfoldable baskets mm-hmm. that attach to your commuter bike because if you're a gent and you have a briefcase, it mm-hmm. is the size that it is, or a laptop messenger bag, it is the size that it is, and the mm-hmm. city bikes... Boop! You can just put it right in, and you put the little elastic over, and you're good to go, man. You're like going on your commuter way. But if you're a lady and you have like a handbag, it's not a backpack. It's like you want to put it in there, and sometimes the shape of it is mm. not like a perfect Klondike bar of a bag. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. The Klondike bar isn't a bag, but. I already said briefcase, so I had to go someplace People else. People can and I went. envision the shape, though. Yeah, I just have the toughest time putting my bag in there, and I'm like, why isn't this basket bigger? The bikes are already made like tanks. We're trying to hmm. do it to make it aerostream. Just put a giant old basket on the front of that. What if I needed to put a grocery bag in there? That's a good point. And I took bike down to the farmers market and put. My produce in there without having to and smash it. And a baguette and flowers. Mm-hmm. So, so Parisian. Um, <laughs> well dressed in a black and white mime costume, just like... Yeah, because you're going to go do a picnic in Central Park. Yeah. You have to have your accoutrement. Oh, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, maybe like a foldable, collapsible... Yeah. Easy to go with you, but like bigger basket that you can put on the front of those things. Well, here's a kind of dovetailing off of that. So I don't know what the construction of the city bikes in New York are like. And I don't know if um, like here in Portland, we have Bike Town, which is Nike's version of city bike. And I don't know. Why isn't it bikey? Well, some people call it bikey town. Bikey town, like Nike I don't know. town. Uh-huh. I, so, so, I don't know, maybe it's an attachment for your purse or bag that is like, um, they call them like paneers that clip onto the back rail above the back tire. Oh, we don't have a back rail. There's no back rail. No. It's just uh, the like regular wheel canal i don't know what that's called <laughs> the fender the fender the wheel canal <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying i got no idea i got no idea um yeah, yeah well fender. if there was some sort of back rail situation then you could have something that could clip onto that and then you just have them that you can put on your bags and bagettes yeah your baguette could lay really nicely on a back rail. Yeah. Parallel Just get like little tiny bungees and oh, put them over the fender. Delicate bungees <laughs> just, for your baguette. Just have to bend bend the baguette a little bit. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> well, a quality baguette will be crusty on the outside and hold its shape with or without bungees. Unless hmm. you're popping wheelies. Well, you have to affix it somehow. Yeah, we need need back rails. Or just if you have a city bike, Mm -hmm. a clip-on back rail like a bikey town. Sure, okay. Oh, I don't know if the bikey town ones have that. I'm just, uh, just a lot of bikes do. Mm. So I don't know if those commuter bikes had those. So how frequently do you use the city bikes? Uh, ideally to and from work. <laughs> and that's every day. Yeah. So I only ever don't use the city bike if I have on a really nice outfit that I really can't sweat in no matter what. Or mm-hmm. it's raining because some people will ride in the rain, but I don't have the right gear, so I don't. Or, and Well, this that's is why you the need the clip-on bike helmet poncho. Poncho, that's right. I already the talked about poncho. this. Um, and this is then the 99% reason that I don't bike is that by the time I go to work there are no bikes for 20 blocks 
well, avenues wide because everybody's already taken them because they're back from their summer in the Hamptons and they're feeling good about themselves and the weather's nice. Uh, why is it that you don't get a bike of your own? I live up some stairs and mm. I don't want to carry it up and down every single time. Yeah. Okay. And then I my apartment's really small and it doesn't have bike storage and. Got it. Yeah, I know. I thought about that. When I first, first, first moved to New York, I brought my bike with me. Mm-hmm. And in, within the first month, I thought for sure I was going to be dead. <laughs> so I sent it home. I sent you it home. You should get one of those like foldable bikes. Yeah. Those like lightweight foldable bikes. Yeah. Anyway. But then to just bring it full circle... Mm-hmm. How am I going to store and carry unless I become Dr. Seuss and I do it all bouncing on my index finger, my foldable bike, and my baby stroller, and my dog? <laughs> I mean, I'm not expecting a child and I don't have one. But, I'm but just you're talking saying. about when you're babysitting for my daughter. That's right. <laughs> or just the, in the future yeah the uh the stroller that we have it folds nicely but you really need a car with a gigantic trunk in order to really make it worth it and it's not like it saves that much space if you're just storing it in a house it's like it's still gigantic right and sometimes, and I think I noticed this once with uh, someone I was nannying for, their stroller folded up super, super small if you took everything out of all the mm. dangly pockets and the undercarriage and uh, like took the padding off of the seated area or whatever. Right. And who wants to do all that? Because then you got you to string it through the seatbelt part. Mm-hmm. To, to do it and it was like well I'm not going to do that every time I'm just going to leave it set up yeah and when I'm ready throw the kid in it and then yeah, you go done no done. it's kind of a pain in the butt it's like there's I mean if I'm going to be putting it in in the car and luckily I do have a car that it could fit into when it's folded up like that's great but otherwise it's a giant pain in the ass first world problem first world problems or I was going to say there needs to be a button the way that they do on minivan doors or minivan doors where you can just be like assemble and the stroller just goes like transformers is out yep and then you can press the button and it goes i don't know how they do that lightweight though yeah or just at all that sounds really complicated yeah well i'm not an engineer no but somebody else can figure it out yeah There, it seems like baby strollers have gone from being very basic to very complicated and expensive very fast. Yeah. Like, definitely within our lifetime, but, I mean, even faster than the past, like, 30 years. Like, it just seems like maybe in the past 10 years. Yeah. They've even gotten crazier. Yeah. And there's to, a there's one that Rachel Zoe, the celebrity stylist design, I know that her. actually. I mean, has, I don't know her, but I right. I know of her. She had her reality show. Everybody knows her. She did. I think it was like the Rachel Zoe project or something. Huh. Yeah. So she designed a stroller that has hydraulic wheels. What? I know, right? How much is this stroller? Oh, prohibitively expensive. <laughs> But also, like, who cares? Get some springs on them, on them wheels. How hydraulic wheel? I just am so confused. I'm going to go need to, like, watch a YouTube tutorial slash review of this product. An unboxing? Yes! (laughs) Yes! So... All right, we're about 44-ish minutes in. I can't believe it. It seems like we just started this. I already have a whole bunch of ideas, but we could save them for next time. Okay. They're, spoiler, all baby bottle related. Okay. Anyway, um, 
But we should talk about the ideas, or the challenges from the last episode. Oh, perfect. Okay. You go first. Okay. Last episode, what did you challenge me to? Oh, the happy medium between yelling and texting when you're in the (laughs) same place and maybe you have a sleeping baby or you just don't come from a family culture that goes like, hey, John, down the stairs. (laughs) Okay, cool. Because my family is yellers. So Uh we just yell. Um, We also didn't have that big of a house. So if you are the 1%, you might not be even able to yell as loud as your house is big. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. So, uh, I had a while to sit with this. Here's what I came up with. Mm-hmm. You have walkie-talkie headsets like film crews do. Mm-hmm. Where you just, like, constantly wear the little clip microphone and then the little, like, box in your pocket. And when you need to talk, then you just be like, okay, I'm just, this is what I think. Hold on one second. My dog is telling me that he needs to go under a jacket. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Louise is putting uh, Roland underneath a jacket. Uh, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about um, what I envision this jacket to look like. It's a starter jacket, first of all, and it's for the New England Patriots, but it's not their current logo. Hey, Louise. Hey, okay, sorry. He's so spoiled that he's got multiple dog beds in different areas of the house, and so we carry around this corduroy jacket that he likes. Oh. And, uh, He'll just set it on the bed and and do like a little claw action. So it'll go like scratch, 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 scratch. And then he'll turn around and look at you like, pick this up for me. And so we just lift it up like sheet cushions and he goes, or I mean like a bed, bed covers and he goes under there, turns a little circle and then it like donuts in him. How long has he been doing this? Years. Really? With the same corduroy jacket? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. ungrateful son of a gun. How and many beds first, does he have? Well, he has three, and one of them you, is a Casper mattress. How big is your apartment? I live in a one-bedroom, small apartment in New York City. Okay, just needed to make sure everybody could envision the situation. <laughs> well, one of the beds we got because his first bed had broken down so much and it wasn't Mm -hmm. fluffy anymore. And we thought, well, we'll just get this bed. But he didn't like the new bed as much as the old bed. So he would still sleep on the old on the old one that was broken down. Hmm. All the fluff inside of it. It's got all the smells on it. Yeah. It was like, well, that's dumb. So we stacked them. Yeah. But but he likes to be in the room that you're in. So now we just like bring a bed in the room. And he lays on it and then the jacket gets involved. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) My challenge. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you have film crew walkie-talkie headsets. So they're not old school camping walkie-talkies. Got but it. They're, they're wearable, small wearable ones. Mm-hmm. And then you just go like, can you come over yeah. to the stairwell? Or whatever you're going to say. Um, it's funny because actually today we were talking about earthquake preparedness because of all the, the crazy natural disasters that have been going on. There's been this talk about the Pacific Northwest, like Cascadia fault line earthquake. Yeah. And it's like, well, if it's going to happen, <laughs> seems like it's going to happen soon. Um, might not happen in our lifetime. We don't know. But uh, communication has been in question. So like two way radios has yeah. come up like today. Yeah. Super important. Yeah. I'm sorry. You were about to say something. I was just going to go with more ideas because I didn't just have that one. Oh, oh, of course. You never have just one. No, I know. I like think about it and I'm like, that's a bad idea. Write it down anyway. <laughs> it could be great to someone. Um, hue, lighting cues. You know how you can mm-hmm. hue set up on your phone or whatever? You can just like set the app where that you would press it and it would change and you'd be like, ugh, all right. Mm-hmm. Purple, somebody needs me. Um, oh, that's a good idea. I like that one. Do you guys have hue? No, but like, that sounds fun. Yeah. And then I also thought, what if you had uh, like flight attendant buttons that you like <laughs> ding and it would it would just make a little bell and turn on a light. Maybe not, mm-hmm. you know, if you didn't have the, the hue system, but you had, I don't know, some sort of wireless system where oh, I thought I turned that light off. Uh, nope. 
needs I, me. Or you I really like, like the I like the uh, Internet of Things light bulb solution. Because if it's like you can, depending on the severity of your request, it can be different colors. Yeah. So it's like red alert, obviously red. Amber alert, maybe you have lost something. Then there's an amber color. Yep. Purple, emotional support. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like it. And, you know, depend depending on where you are in the house. Well, I guess Green, it, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I like it. Or I feel like green would be more just like, I'd like to have your company and friendship. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's customizable, I guess. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I had more. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> oh, are you ready to move on or? No. Well, if you had more, I want to hear all of them. Okay. So, um, synthetic natural sounds, like when your <laughs> iPhone, you could set the alarm to be crickets instead of something uh-huh. annoying. So you could have like a specific bird call or a specific bug sound that <laughs> would be like birds chirping in a specific way though or crickets chirping in a certain uh-huh. way so that you knew <laughs> it wasn't that you needed to go take the brownies out of the oven it was like somebody needs you so they're natural sounds though so that if it's not a siren that might uh-huh. wake course. up a sleeping baby it was yeah. just like a everyday sound and then i know it's been done for fancy people at parties but i think it can be done in the comfort of your own home jewelry that vibrates when mm-hmm. you need something so it's not like hmm. texting but it could be paired like bracelets let's say like a yeah. like a fitbit sized bracelet or something that you just like double tap and then it makes the other bracelet vibrate right huh cool because then you could be like uh i don't know what it is so i don't know how to communicate yeah well but now you have my attention yeah Ooh, i like those all excellent thank you i took I this you, one really seriously you really did i like it a lot um you gave me restaurant cutlery Oh, that's right. I forgot what I gave you. I was wondering, why why did you challenge that me to that one? Okay, two separate reasons. Mm-hmm. Side story. Okay. When I was growing up in small town USA, my mom and I used to go to Chicago to see art and theater and go shopping. Mm-hmm. And it was a special treat, and we always would go to the Cheesecake Factory. Now, before <laughs> you start judging, I know, but it was before the Cheesecake Factory was dumb, and it was also in one of the first Cheesecake Factories, and it was mm-hmm. in the basement of the John Hancock Building in Chicago, mm. and it looked, the the decor looked like you were inside of a cheesecake. It wasn't just a restaurant with weird lamps and mm-hmm designs on the banquettes of the booths it was like mm-hmm. being inside of the restaurant was cool it was it was it was like the rainforest cafe without any of the ambient noise or raining or animal sounds but or it, that volcano cake yeah i mean <laughs> it just it felt really different and cool especially for somebody who didn't have anything like that growing up in the town that I lived in. So that was always a really special treat. And as an added special treat of going to the Cheesecake Factory, I'm so sorry, you were allowed to steal one piece of utensil. So all of my utensils in my house, not my house at home growing up, but now, Uh and the utensils that I took to college were all nostalgic moments from... Cheesecake Factory visits. I like that. You couldn't take more than one piece. Like if each of you were going to take your cheesecake to go, it's not each of you got to take piece, right. one piece. It was like Mare and I took one piece of, of cutlery. Okay, so the second part of that story is recently I was at home in Iowa and my mm-hmm. mom kept having to wash the forks. And I was like, why are you washing the forks when there's these other forks in the utensil drawer? Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, because the prongs on all those forks are all weird. Oh. And I was like, so get rid of those forks. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> so that made me think 
restaurant cutlery. Okay. So I went in a direction that is different from like restaurant. I'm going to use the word gimmicks, even though I know gimmicks has a, like a trickery aspect to it, but like, um, that being the thing that you did, this is more of like a restaurant efficiency type of situation. And in my mind, this restaurant is a classy type of place that has like nice wood tables. And I, I would like for you to describe to me an office desk. We talked about roll top desks before. Let's describe to me an office desk. What are some things that it has? I have a question. Yes. Like a TV sitcom office desk or like a law firm in a big city? TV sitcom. Only because I want to know what you think that that okay. is. So a TV sitcom office desk is probably pretty like big and flat. Mm-hmm. There's a place for a computer monitor. There's probably a rollout little drawer for your keyboard to go. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. All of the tables at this restaurant have a like pull-out drawer. And the, in there, it has the cutlery. Okay? And your napkin and stuff? And your napkin. Here's, here's where I'm going with this. And extra napkins. Here's where I'm going with this. I go to restaurants... Whether I use a utensil or not, it gets taken away at the end, and I'm sure they just clean it again. Yeah. Whether it's been used or not. Yeah. But if it's just in its own little drawer where you take what you need, and maybe it only has one of each, and then it gets restocked as they, like, you know, clean the table and everything like that, so that you're not just like, I'm using all of the 30 forks, you know? It's just like here's my fork, I'm not going to use that fork, I'm not going to use the spoon, I'm not going to use the knife, then uh, all you have to do is just leave them there and then they only have to replace the ones that have been used. Oh my God, I have so many thoughts. Okay, I don't know how many times I have been at a place and been like, oh, all I want is a spoon. And I have been given a knife and a fork and I'm like, oh, but I don't want these, I want mm-hmm. the spoon. Yeah. And I, I could just open my little drawer. Mm-hmm. And I could just get my spoon. Yeah. Okay, and then my other thought is a little uh-huh. more negative. Litter McGinty, who's throwing his crap out the window mm-hmm. and at the Lincoln Tunnel, is going to throw his, like, straw wrapper debris or, like, mm-hmm. drop things in the drawer. Ugh. Okay, you think that the... The rude guy who didn't shoot you going into the Lincoln Tunnel is going to use that as a trash repository. Yes. Okay. Only, Uh, it's a fancy-ish restaurant, you said, right? A nice one. I I would think so. It's a place that's going to have nicer cutlery. Okay. It's unlikely that this guy will be going there. Or if he did, I think that he wouldn't do that. I don't know. I don't know the guy. Because can I tell you my third thing? Go. Okay. iPhones. Mm -hmm. Suck when you are mad at somebody and you want to hang up on them. Uh Because it doesn't doesn't fulfill you in the same way as Mm -hmm. an old telephone when you just like slammed it down. I am envisioning the most epic... Like, break up, drawer slamming, like, silverware <laughs> shifting, mm-hmm. restaurant breakup. Ooh, I like it. I know. I was like, oh, that would be so fulfilling to just get, push it. Ah. Yeah, that would kind of suck for the restaurant, but. Oh, right, right. I didn't think that part through. Yeah, but I mean, if you're breaking up with someone or in an argument with someone who owns that restaurant, then. Ugh. I know, and I was thinking, <laughs> that wooden table's going to be so heavy to flip. I can't, uh, might as well just slam the silverware drawer. <laughs> That's yeah. in, like, the cartoon version of, of what happens. Yeah. That's cool. So recently, I somebody like that. was... That's very efficient. Okay, cool. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Uh, 
Recently, someone was at my house. I think that it might have been my brother, Scott, who's been on the show before. And he was in my kitchen and was looking for a utensil. He hadn't started looking for it yet, but he was like, oh, I need a spoon, let's say. And I said to him, I was like, I think you can figure it out. Because I feel like silverware drawers are always obvious. They're always going to be on top. They're always going to be close to the sink. It's just the way that they are. I love it. I I have a question. Why close to the sink? I don't know. But they just always seem to be. Or Hmm. if they're not, then there is definitely a drawer that is maybe like a little bit more shallow that you clearly would be putting silverware in. But I think that it's like the an obvious drawer no matter where you are. It should be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, no, I think that it typically just is no matter what. Like you could walk into any kitchen and guess on the first guess which one the cutlery is in without fail. That sounds like a challenge. It is a challenge. I'd like you, John. To come to Mare's house. Oh, yeah. And find her silverware. (laughs) On the first try. Because that lady, and now you have that hint. But I'm like, where? uh?" Like, because my mom lives in a house that I didn't grow up in. Uh So every time I go back, I'm like, what? Why is this here? (laughs) Mare, who's been on the show, and she has been brought up so many times on this episode. I love it. I love her. She's great. She's your mom. I know, and and just having a talk with with Rodog's best best bossy jacket. friends. Oh yeah, yeah. No, before <laughs> the podcast, Scooter talking yeah. to Scooter's mom and just being like, I am super tight with my family, mm-hmm. and I always thought I got to get away from these crazies. Yeah, I love them. Hmm. Oh, revelations. <laughs> Just revelations. Yeah. They're they're great people. We're not, but I love them. <laughs> they're your people. They're my people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been having trouble thinking of a challenge for you for the next episode. Oh, okay. I got one for you. Okay. Bring it on. Pet baths. Ooh. That's a, that's a good one. Giving Daisy a bath is not fun. The girl does not like water. Yeah. Uh, however, if you have a pet fish, pet bath is pretty easy. So easy. Well, have you ever had fish? I have not. You do have okay. to clean a tank. Yeah, I was going to say, I had fish and they didn't have a tank. They had a bowl. And whenever I had to clean the bowl, it was like, you got to get a different place for your fish to be. You got to scoop mm-hmm. them out. You got to get all this stuff in the bottom so that it doesn't go down the drain. Yeah. You got to do all the stuff, not crack the giant glass bowl in the porcelain sink because I mm-hmm. always did it upstairs because I didn't want to bring the fish bowl down to the kitchen where we had like a stainless steel sink. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always like in the upstairs bathroom. So it's like if you messed up, that entire bowl was going to shatter. Um, yeah. Fish bath. Okay, that's completely... Sorry, got on no, a tangent. We, Fish we, bath tangent. I, I, I brought it up. Um, well, then my challenge to you is a fish tank cleaning solution. Oh my God, I'm so and, excited. And I'm, we're not talking about like a fil- like the filters that already exist. This is a fish bowl cleaning solution. How right, and we're also not talking about other animals to be integrated that do the cleaning. Right. Okay. Correct. You know, earlier today, like two hours ago, I was thinking about how interesting it is that like you don't have to give cats baths because they clean themselves. Yeah. Gotta brush them. Don't have to give them baths. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. Huh. Just a thought. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why. I was like walking. I was going for a walk and the thought came up. Uh-oh. Something is about to happen. Uh, uh, 
Oh my god, it's not. It's in there. It's in there though. Oh. Is, Louise and the sneeze. I was sneeze. about to sneeze, and then it did. <clears throat> I got trapped. I got trapped in the in the anticipation okay. of it. Well, why don't we wrap it up and we'll let you do your sneezing. Yeah. Uh, everybody, li- uh, listen to our other show, Louisa to Beaver. Check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash ihagibindi, I think. Or great, I- no, it's great idea pod. Yeah. We don't even know. No, it's great idea pod. <laughs> it's great idea pod. And uh, that's a, a good way to... Uh, make a donation to us very low cost just to help us keep the show going because it's it's difficult to do and it does cost money and uh, even a small little donation will be a big help and there is a reward system for for giving a donation so uh, the most premium item you can get is a idea journal so and it's a custom uh i bindi one Mayor has Limited already edition. requested one. Well, she knows how to get them. Yeah. Patreon.com slash great idea pod. Um, yeah. Okay. Rate and review us on iTunes. If you have your own ideas that you think are great yeah. or that you think are mediocre, but somebody else might think they're great. Look, it's not your job to judge yourself. It's your job to just get ideas out into the world. So if you have them, call them in. 304-804-IDEA. <laughs> and if it is your job to judge yourself, that's very interesting and I want to hear about it. So call in <laughs> 304-804-IDEA. It's email a voicemail. Us. You don't, you're yeah. not going to be like live on the air. No, but we will listen to your voicemail on the air. We'll talk about it. Uh, email us, greatideapod at gmail.com. LouisaToBeaver.com is where you can find our, our other podcast uh, and all of the fun stuff that we do on there. Um, and Louise, it's nice to hang yeah. out with you. Oh, gosh. It's been too long. It was so <laughs> nice to hang out with you. <laughs> We're going to figure out this whole schedule thing real soon. Maggie's in charge. Maggie's in charge of scheduling. Run everything by the baby. She'll figure yep. it out. She's yep. great at administrative stuff. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. I don't see it happening.